Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Stacey Cole Morgan, and you are listening to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast here on Good Pod HQ, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about the Call of Duty League general manager Daniel Tisay speaking out on the CDO expansion. Alongside with today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the week six matchup between the Atlanta Falcons hosting the San Francisco 49ers in Atlanta, Georgia. And we are talking about the Grady Jarrett roughing the passer call on Tom Brady this past weekend against the Buccaneers. So without any further delay, let's go to get straight into today's action. All right, guys, so Call of Duty League general manager Daniel T. Say speaks out to Dexero.com on CDL expansion. And I quote, with CDL roster shifting and the Paris Legion officially moving to Las Vegas, there is guaranteed change for the Call of Duty League's 2023 season. Less guaranteed, though, is the timeline fans should expect for expansion. Expansion has remained a regular talking point within the COD esports community since the dawn of CDL and simultaneously its franchise city-based league model in 2020. In 2019, 32 different teams competed in the COD World Championship. In the three years since, the all-defining tournament has been restricted to 8 to 12 organizations missing the previous era storylines in the expanded talent pool. Fans have clamored for more franchise spots to be dolled out. According to COD Esports General Manager Daniel Tisay, Fans are not the only ones thinking about the expansion. While assuring that the league is primarily focused on the 12 awesome teams that we have, he explained that there remains interest in bringing more organizations into the fold if it fits right. So, of course, again, everybody knows that the Paris Legion is now known as the Las Vegas Legion with, of course, TJ, Temp, and Clayster. So that's definitely a great move right there. I think that's a right move for the organization going forward, especially having Clayser as your main veteran that can teach TJ and Tim, you know, some a thing or two in this say. So in a way, the CDO has expanded into new territories with the, Le- the Legion's move to Las Vegas, Nevada, but that came at the cost of losing a Paris team, much like the Chicago team that disappeared upon Optics merger with the Dallas Empire. So there has been movement within these three years, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, with the basically the Optic franchise being, you know, Chicago Huntsman, then Optic Chicago, and then now with the merger of the Dallas Empire, which is Envy Gaming, now you got Optic Texas. So Optic has been through three different types of cities, but two, of course, is a name brand. And then, of course, the third is now a different state so now your fourth one is again the paris legion going to las vegas so fans are desperately wanting more teams added to the cdl and i don't blame them because supporting only 12 teams does get old after a while 
and the general manager does know that. So if I was the general manager, I would honestly go for these organizations like E United, Denial Esports, you know, whoever, Cloud9, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, oh no, EG is uh, Seattle, so never mind on that one. But yeah, again, like Cloud9, Denial Esports, you know, whoever, you know, get in touch with them, say, hey, look, you know, we're looking at your profile from past COD Esports histories, and, you know, we would like for you to join, but of course, you know, at a pretty penny. And that pretty penny is way up in the millions for a franchise spot that really most of these esports organizations don't have. But it is, again, you know, maybe there could be like a payment option or just something in between. Like, hey, you know, if you set up payment options and merch sales, you know, y'all get like 60% of the profits that goes towards our payments alongside with our sponsors will pay you or just something crazy like that. I'm just coming up with scenarios at the top of my head. But guys, what do you think about the CDO expansion? Do you think it's honestly the right time right now to have an expansion in just the third year? Or do you think it needs to go on at least into the fifth season? And then you start having at least one or two extra teams come into the COD League for that extra competition to make it more intense. So now moving on over, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the week six action for the Atlanta Falcons hosting the San Francisco 49ers, October 16th, 1 p.m. in Atlanta, Georgia. And right now, Monday, October 10th, 2022, at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the San Francisco 49ers did open up with a minus six point favorite. And now it has dropped down to a minus five and a half point favorite for the 49ers to beat the Atlanta Falcons at home at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. With the public bet sitting at a 75%. Your money line, if you bet the San Francisco 49ers, did open up at a minus 292. And now it has dropped down to a current minus 240 with the public bet sitting at 94%. And the over-under public bet is not available, but it is sitting at 43 for all. Again, we do not go over individual stats. We only go over total offense and total defense stats for your matchup. So, going into this matchup right here, the San Francisco offense is a 20th best offense, while the Falcons defense is 27th. We did drop down just a few points. From that Tampa Bay game. For passing the, the, the Falcons. The Falcons are a 28th best passing defense. While the San Francisco offense is 25th for passing. For rushing the 49ers offense is 8th with the rush. And the Falcons defense is 17th against the rush. Now the Falcons offense is going up against the number one defense in the entire NFL. That, again, of course, is the 49ers. Overall, first place, while the Falcons offense is 25th. So, definitely, we are going to have our hands full with this defense. I I honestly fear for the Falcons in this scenario right here. So, for passing, the Falcons are 30th against the pass, and the 49ers are 5th against the pass. For running, this is going to be a back and forth situation. So definitely, 
we're going to have to heavily rely on this run game because fifth against the pass, Marcus Merida is not going to have a good day. He's going to get picked off or have some deflected balls. So for running against the run, the 49ers are second in the entire NFL and the Falcons run game is third in the NFL. So we did move up from fourth to third. So that is definitely great, especially going up against Tampa's defense. But I do fear that it could fall back a little bit going up against the 49ers defense. So it is scary statistically here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That That is, it's, it's going to be a challenge for the Atlanta Falcons. But I, I honestly, I do believe that if you can get past the 49ers here, you know, you, you got a, you got a pretty good schedule. So let's, let's look ahead right here. So the 49ers, you got the Bengals coming up. They do have their issues. Not going to sit here and say, you know, we're going to totally dominate them, but they do have their issues that the Falcons can take care of. Then there's that you got the Falcons versus Panthers in North Carolina. So definitely that is going to be a good matchup right there that the Falcons should be able to win. And then you got the Chargers. They definitely got their problems. And then just that same week right there, you got the Panthers yet again. Oh, I'm sorry. Going back to the first matchup between the Panthers, that will be actually at home in Atlanta on Sunday. And then you got your Thursday night matchup against the Panthers at, you know, Bank of America Stadium for the Panthers. So definitely right there. You got a good matchup. So honestly, after really getting past the 49ers, the Bengals, so one, two, three. I mean, you can honestly have three easy wins after the 49ers and Bengals right here. Then you got the Bears. I definitely I could see that coming up as a good W. The Commanders, definitely a good W. Steelers, they have their problems as well. That's probably an easy W right there. Then you got the Saints. Now we did. We could have beaten the Saints. Okay. They're not the same without Sean Payton. So definitely I like our chances against the Saints because, you know, they're just not that good of a team now, especially with Sean Payton out of the picture. Ravens definitely might have a problem with, but hey, then there again, they got their problems of choking games. Just like the Falcons. Please don't come at me. Cardinals, okay, so-so. And then the final game is against the Buccaneers. And that's where I believe this is going to be a revenge game where we finally do get the win over Tom Brady. I do have a feeling that we could get that win. We had the win this past Sunday. Fixing to get to that here in a minute. But I feel like we can have that win. You know, going up against a lot of these teams, I feel like these are some very comfortable wins for the Atlanta Falcons to honestly have a good season. But definitely for us to have a really good season and be in contention, you know, I would would love to see us win against the 49ers and Bengals. And and I think we can. You know, Arthur Smith is definitely going to come up with a great scheme for every team, but for the 49ers and Bengals, I think, Coach Smith can come up with something offensively that can really help us win this game. Dean Pease, 
Ah, uh, I don't know. I still feel like there is some missing pieces that Dean Pease really needs on defense in order for us to be a top 10 defense in the National Football League. But that's just my opinion yet alone. Now, I will go over some injured reserve lists right here, ladies and gentlemen. For your injured reserve list right here, ladies and gentlemen, for the Atlanta Falcons, you got Marlon Davidson. He is expected to return week six. That, of course, is against the 49ers. John Fitzpatrick, week six, expected return. Deion Jones, we traded him to the Cleveland Browns, so we don't have to worry about him no more. Drake London, wide receiver, need questionable for week six against the 49ers, which is honestly kind of concerning because that is your star wide receiver now. And to have him out of the game, that is going to be a big blow for the Atlanta Falcons. Jalen Mayfield is expected to return week six, but just just keep him out. <laughs> Isaiah Oliver expected to return week six. Cordell Patterson is a week nine return. Kyle Pitts is questionable for week six against 49ers. Mikhail Walker, Malik Walker, I forget the name now, but I know Walker. Interior linebacker is expected, or excuse me, is questionable for week six. And Damian Williams. Injured reserve is expected to return week six. So definitely we got a good bit of players that are eligible for a return in week six against the 49ers. So definitely keep your fingers crossed that Drake London and Kyle Pitts definitely are back in this matchup right here because the Falcons definitely did suffer without Kyle Pitts being a blocking tight end. Yes, we could have used Kyle Pitts to, you know, grab some balls or whatever, but him still being a good blocking tight end, that helps the Atlanta Falcons tremendously when it comes to the run game and the pass game. So now we're going to focus, ladies and gentlemen, on over to the rough and the passer call. So, Grady Jarrett, three minutes left into the fourth quarter, got a sack on Tom Brady. Now, everybody knows what a, a clean sack looks like, and that's what Grady Jarrett did. That sack, actually, ladies and gentlemen, that was kind of just like, you know how like a parent, pretty much like a dad, will tackle his seven, eight-year-old son on the ground. That's kind of how Grady Jarrett sacked Tom Brady this past weekend. Everybody's cheering. Well, of course, not in at the Raymond James Stadium, but... Every Falcons fans cheering, yeah, 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 you know, we get the ball back. Brady sacked. Thank you so much, Grady Jarrett. Boom. There's a flag. I'm thinking, hmm, okay. Hopefully it's holding on the offensive line, and that just pushes them back either further or we deny it, and then, you know, Tampa is going to have to, you know, punt the ball back to us with, like, 250 left in the game. And honestly, had a feeling that the Falcons were going to win this one. No, no, uh-uh. And I'm and I'm going to butcher his name more than lightly, but Jermone Bogger or Booger Booger. See, there you go. I'm butchering the name. He calls a flag on Grady Jarrett for roughing the passer. And I'm like, what? There is no way. There is no way that that was roughing the passer. 
So after the game was said and done and over with, Dramon uh, was asked about his penalty call against Grady Jarrett. And I'll quote right here. There was a third down penalty where the Falcons had a rough and passer call after sacking, you know, Tom Brady on that drive, just looking for clarification on that rough and the passer call. And Jermon's response was, what I had was the defender grabbed the quarterback while he was still in the pocket and unnecessarily threw the quarterback to the ground. That is what I was making my decision based off of. And then in quote right here, I don't have the reporter. Oh, yeah. Um, reporter Greg Allman asked him. And Allman said that play was similar to the play that injured Miami Dolphins quarterback to a tongue of Iloa. Is that something you have to measure to try to watch out for and the takedowns just like that? And Dramon's response was, no, not necessarily. So tell me, what is a clean sack now in the NFL? Twitter was absolutely outraged, and even non-Falcons fans said that the Falcons were going to win that game based off of that sack because the offense had definitely had momentum going for them. And then you get the sack on the quarterback, a.k.a. Tom Brady, you go down the field and you win the game. It, it, again, non-Falcons fans said that the Falcons got absolutely robbed in this right here. I believe that was honestly the biggest Tom Brady, well, outside of Super Bowl 51, that was the biggest Tom Brady cheating scandal, whatever, that I have seen now since watching football back in 2014 whenever it was the Dan Quinn era. Like, my goodness, that that was absolutely absurd. To have the cleanest, the absolute cleanest sack in the NFL coming from a veteran like Grady Jarrett who knows how to tackle and sack a quarterback gets flagged. That was absurd. It really was. And I don't even know what Grady Jarrett's response was to this. Obviously, he was pissed. Probably, I would be too. Because knowing that I'm a veteran and I know how to sack a quarterback clean, but yet you're the dumbass referee, excuse my language, who flags me. I would be pissed. I would be after that damn referee. And say, look, man. I'm the veteran here. I know how to sack a goddamn quarterback. And you, you just obviously just protect him. He probably paid you under the table. I would say that. I would obviously get fined for it, but I would definitely say that to the referee. So crybaby uh, Tom Brady has done it again and screwed the Falcons over. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, that was just absurd this past Sunday. But hey. Tom Brady, your chances are you're not listening to this podcast, and that's fine. There's probably at least a Tampa Bay fan listening to this podcast based off the title saying that, you know, Brady uh, has done it again against the Falcons. But for all the Tampa Bay fans and the Brady fans, we got you coming week 18, man. 
We really do. Grady Jarrett's going to remember this. And the entire Falcons organization, and hopefully by that time, Jerome Bogger is out of the NFL or suspended for the rest of the year. Who knows? Because I definitely wouldn't want him to officiate my damn game. That's for sure. But we're coming week 18. This y'all had y'all had y'all's moment right here in Tampa, but we got a good home crowd now. This home crowd knows that the Falcons are legit. We have fight in us, and they're going to be there to support us. And Brady is not going to be able to withstand this crowd in Grady Jarrett come week 18. So that's just my that's just my opinion right there, guys. Again, you know, it was it is what it is, but we just we just got robbed because of the referees and Tom Brady, who is notorious for cheating. But guys, I sure hope you did enjoy. And if you didn't, make sure to like button wherever you are listening from. Guys, we are over the 20 minute mark today, so definitely it's been a very great podcast talking about Call of Duty League and Atlanta Falcons. As always, that's the dream come true right there. And uh, I have you guys to thank for each and every single week with the downloads, the shares, everything. But guys, follow me on Good Pod HQ, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Rate the show. Give it a download. Tell your friends, family, mom, dad, cat, goldfish, whoever about the podcast. It does help me and make these podcasts each and every single week. But until then, I am Morgan. We'll catch you all later. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.